Let me just quickly tell you, I meant to tell you when I made announcements, but I lost my list, and, and, and left, I might have left out more than this, but I know I want to tell you about this. But where Carolyn, Billy, and Christina are today, at a family wedding, the original plan was that I would go with Carolyn to the wedding, and Billy and Christina would be here. Along the way, we realized it was a younger part of the family being represented, and it would be better for Billy to be there than for me to be there. And I, and I, and I, I was so brokenhearted, I just, so sad.
So why would God go so far in creating us, forming us in our mother's womb, bringing us to term and allowing us to be delivered as human beings into this world? Why would he go so that so far in his creation, in this mighty miracle of birth that he has established as the plan for the generations of the earth? Why would he go so far and then not have a good plan for our lives? Why would he do all about that and then just leave us alone and forget us to hang around on our own? He has not done that. It would defy logic and sensibility to think that he would do it. Because this is what God says about you and me. These are words that were written to the people who were taken in exile when they were taken captive from Jerusalem to Babylon because of the sins of the nation. They were still in captivity, but God was making them a promise. He would set them free and deliver them again to their homeland. And in the midst of that, the Lord said in Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, the Lord said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God has planned, established that we have good things waiting for us in our lives. Do you rejoice in that? Every day I praise God for it. Oh God, you have done so many great things for me. Continue to pour out your favor and blessings upon me as you have done in the past. What God has done for us up to now is but a signal of the mighty things he still wants to do in us. God has a plan for every single one of us. I'm not going to tell you that God has a plan that's written out that can't be changed. I'm not going to say that God has put it in an ironclad book and he wrote it out where you're going to be. On February 14th, 2019. Oh, well, that was already passed. Lord, know that, don't we? But where you're going to be on February 14th of 2020 or 2021. But I'm telling you that God has put out a plan for your good, for our benefit, for our blessing. And if we will receive it, We'll share it as greatly as the men of the past and the women of the past have done it for the glory of God. They've received mighty favor from God. And they've stood and acted and worked and ministered in that favor of God. It's here for us, for you and me. We have a destiny. Now, when the, when, when the world talks about destiny, they're talking about things that have been preordained. Things that you can't change. I'm going to tell you today that there is no such destiny as that for any one of us. But the destiny that we have is a destination. And our destiny is wrapped up in Jesus Christ our Lord. The mystery is the Bible says that Christ is in us. In another place in Colossians, he said, we are in him. The Bible speaks of his being in us and our being in him. In other words, you say, which one is right? They're both right. He's saying that we're all wrapped up in our lives. The determination of our lives is all wrapped up in our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. You can know 
that you're established for the future and your future is determined and everything is settled with him by your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is your destiny. He's the determination of your life, why you were born, why you're living today, where you're going. He's already planned that, just like he did for the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote to the Galatians, chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, and he said, He set me apart before I was born. Imagine Saul of Tarsus saying that. This man who hated the church of Jesus Christ, took Christians as prisoners, beat them, stood by as they were killed, participated in it perhaps. And all of this before he came to know Jesus Christ. But then Paul said, but when God was pleased to reveal his son to me, I knew he had called me to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. When God was pleased in his time and order and plan to reveal Jesus Christ to you, he made a difference in your life right then. At that point, at that time, he made a difference in your life. He changed you and changed you into a different person. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And when you meet Jesus Christ, you have met your destiny. He has put together your plan. And in Christ, it will be revealed to you and you'll know you're walking in God's will and God's plan when you rejoice and praise Him because He's doing that in your life as you allow Him to do it. I don't know why you're not shouting hallelujah and glory to God right now because this is powerful. This is powerful. (laughs) So Jesus... Jesus, and when I tell you that, let me just say a word or two because I promised it in the promo for this message about predestination. Predestination is a doctrine that has complicated and confused Christians for, for, for centuries. It's an old, old thing. And I'm not going to get into any depth of it because I think it would bog me down for what I want to say today. There are those who believe that everything is predetermined, even your salvation and whether you're going to heaven or hell. And you don't have any choice about it. Those believe who you have a total choice about it. You make the decision of where you're going to go and almost, almost being standing alone just by your faith alone. I'm going to tell you today that your, that your destination is, and your de- destiny, your destiny and your destination is determined by your relationship with Jesus Christ. When you came to him, he set you in a new, in a new direction. He put you on a different course. He gave you a new life. For you to start over. He changed Paul's life and made him a new man. And when he came to you, he made you a new man or a new woman, a new person in God. And in Christ Jesus, you have a fulfillment of your destiny. Stand with him. Live for him. Serve him. Make everything that there is about the glory of God in your life through Christ. And you will live a fulfilled life for the glory of God. You'll perform and perfect his will within you. And you will reach the destination with him, which is the destination of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect and there'll just be a smooth way all the way for you through your life. Because certainly there are going to come obstacles. There are going to be, there are going to be issues and problems and difficulties. But the beauty of it all is we have someone to take us through all those issues that come. We're walking with the one who's been there. 
And because he's been there, he can take us through it all. There's a song that I, I, I heard not long ago. It may be old, I don't know, but I just heard it not long ago. Sometimes it takes a mountain. And I started to listen to that, and I, and I, I thought the message of it, it was powerful to me. Because part of it says, I guess it's the chorus that says, sometimes it takes a mountain. Sometimes a troubled sea. Sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Whatever troubles you, whatever mountain you're struggling with, whatever sea, troubled sea you're trying to get through, whatever desert you're thirsting and struggling to get over and come out of, listen to this. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, his love is so much stronger. He brings us through every complication that the devil wants to twist us up in in our lives. Whatever complication you're struggling with right now, God, through Jesus Christ, has the answer for you. You'll have his answer. You will have his answer. I say that some of you will have your, his answer this week. We heard of an answer Janice shared with us earlier just a few minutes ago. Great things God has done. Friday when, I think it was Friday when they walked out of the building where the benefits had been granted. And one of the first things I said was, I hope it gave you restoration with the back. She said, they sure did. You heard about it. She called to tell me about it because we'd been praying together about it. She had asked me to do so, I don't know, two or three weeks. Sometime prior, she had asked me to pray about it. And I'd been praying about it with her. And she, she, she called me as soon as she knew it, and I was happy to get that call. I praise God with her. Praise God. Because listen, folks, whatever you're struggling with, whatever your problem is, whatever your issues are, whatever mountains out there before you, God has the answer for you. His plan for you is not for you to come to an end and not know how to get over that mountain. His plan for you is to know how to get over it, whether you get over it, go around it, or tunnel through it. It doesn't matter. God will take you through. That's his destiny for you. That's his destiny for you. I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, three or four weeks ago, I preached a message on God will make a way. I think, you ought to, I think I'm going to go back and listen to that myself. You ought to go back and listen to that too. I'm thinking about that again right now. God's plan for us is to take us through everything. He'll make a way wherever we are because that's his plan to do it. His plan is not to bring you to a close. His plan is to bring you to finality, the destination in victory that he's planned for us. So carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Ephesians 5.10 tells us to carefully seek out, discern what is pleasing to the Lord because our destiny is in the promises of God. When God promises, God answers. When God makes a promise, he keeps that promise. He said he'll save those who come to him. He's never turned anybody away. He's made promises to you in your life. Maybe you haven't lived true to them. I find myself thinking that sometimes. But I see God now beginning to work in a mighty way, in a powerful way. And what God is doing for me is showing me that those things he has promised are ready to be fulfilled and ready to be delivered. I want to be a part of what God's doing and what God is doing I want to share with you. When God pours out His Spirit, as I know He's going to, in great blessings, in different kinds of ways, 
for all of us. But when God pours out His Spirit in the mighty way that we're expecting, we want to share it with each other. I want to tell you about it. When the glory of God is manifested so mightily and so powerfully that none can deny this is the work of God. Now, I'll talk more, I'll talk more just a little bit more about your destiny. Jesus was talking to His disciples. All this is recorded in, in John chapter 14. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I know there's versions that say in my house are rooms. I just like the old King James version. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, you will come also. And his disciples looked at each other with consternation. And good old Thomas spoke up for all of us. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We've never seen that place. We don't even know what it is. All we know is what you just said. This is not what he, this is what he really meant when he spoke. And it's kind of concise in the Bible. But I'm just saying what I believe all that he said. He didn't just say one word. He said, he said we don't have any idea what you're talking about. Where you're going, how could we, we don't know where you're going. And you said we know the way. How can we possibly know the way when you don't know where you're going? You can get out your GPS. If you don't know anything to put in there, what your destination is, it ain't going to tell you anything but where you are. And Thomas said, we don't know any way to get there. How can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? So Jesus gave him the answer for the ages. He said, all you need to know. All you need to know is this. I am the way. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what the religions say. It doesn't matter what the doctrine book says. It doesn't matter what the college professor says. It doesn't matter what the educated, erudite professor declares not to be true. One thing we know is true. Jesus Christ is the way in the past, in the present, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever in Hebrews 13, 8. Yes, I am the way, Jesus said. Not only that, I am the truth. I'm the truth that will set you free. I'm the truth that will make you whole. I'm the truth that will make you who you ought to be and who you want to be. I am the truth, and the truth never changes. And I am the life. I am your life. Your very life. Your disciples that he's looking at. I am your life. Later on he said, if you believe in me, you will never die. Those who believe in me will live forever. Because I am life. I'll have to go by way of death. But I am life. And I will live forever. And you will live forever with me with your trust in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. That's all you need to know, disciples. And that's all you need to know, First Assembly. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. Now, can, can God's plan be changed? Anybody can violate God's plan and walk away from it. I believe there's a real illustration in the scripture that makes this clear. 
Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God had a plan before the world was created. He knew what was going to happen in his foreknowledge. He saw it all. He saw us in his foreknowledge sitting right here in this church today. He planned before man was created for Jesus to be the redeemer of the world. That was God's ultimate plan. Christ would come and deliver us from sin. We know all that from the New Testament. Now, when Jesus was between that time on John 14, believe, believe between that time of the Last Supper and his arrest and crucifixion, he went to Gethsemane to pray. And in Gethsemane, this is what he prayed. Because he knew the awful thing he was going to endure. He'd been telling his disciples about it. Throughout his ministry, he told his disciples over and over. They never grasped it. They never got hold of it. never believed it. But he kept telling them he was going to suffer and die at the hands of cruel, evil, sinful men. And so here he was. Now he's in Gethsemane praying. And he prays, seeing all of the weight of sin that's going to come upon him as he has made sin for us. Seeing the agony of his death and the suffering, not just of his physical crucifixion, but by, as the holy, sinless Son of God, taking all the sin of the world upon himself, yours and mine, so that we could be forgiven and have a residence in heaven. So he bowed before the Lord and Father God, and he cried out, Father, if it be possible, your plan can change. If it's possible to save the world, if it's possible to fulfill your plan without the crucifixion, I cry out, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Let me not have to go through this if you can save the world any other way. Nevertheless, and this is our prayer, God, there may be some things I don't want to have to face and I'd rather not. Nevertheless, this is the way I must pray. Your will be done. And when you recognize that God's plan can change, in the mighty plan of God for salvation, it required Jesus to die on the cross. And Jesus accepted that. And the plan for yours in my life, there may be many things that we could change and do differently from where God better, had God's best plan for us would be. But our greatest triumph, our greatest victory, is the result from this. When we bow before the Lord and we cry out, Oh God, oh God. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it costs me, whatever price, whatever price I must pay to do your will, to be where you are, where you want me to be, to be with you where you are, whatever it takes for your will to be done, let that be done in me. Nevertheless, your will be done. That's the culmination of your destiny in Christ Jesus. Let God's will, as I give up and surrender it all to Him, let God's will be done. Let God's will be done. So, for you and me today, for you and me today, I know you're saying, but I don't see how that applies to me. I've got to... I've got a job. I go to it every day. I go to work every day. How does all this apply to me? Seek the Lord and ask Him to tell you and show you. He will lead you.
you in the path. He will lead you in the path he wants you to go. You may be right in that path right now. I'm not even suggesting that you're not. But if you are, then it's the time to lift your heart and lift your voice and cry out praise to God because he's shown you where you're supposed to be in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your job, in everything about living daily. God's hand is on you, and he wants to guide you step by step in his perfect will. Don't think you have to get down in great agony to cry out, Lord, what is your will? If you're walking with God, Christ has saved you. You're seeking him daily, wanting God's will in your life, willing and ready to do it. Then where you are is God's will for you. Accept that and move on in glory and walk on in victory. And let God heal you. Let God deliver you. Let God set you free. Let God prioritize in your life the things he wants you to have there. And whatever it takes to do that. If you have to give up something or take something else on. Do what God is sowing you in your heart. What God is speaking to you in your life. And when you do, you'll do the will of God. Be in the will of God. And you'll have the victory that God has planned for you. You'll know the fullness of Jesus. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Stand with me, please. Oh, God. Oh, God. Father God, right now, I pray that your Holy Spirit, who is so evidently in this place, will move upon people here. 